everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Today, the topic of the day is, are Chinese herbs safe? And particularly, are they safe to take when you're trying to get pregnant and when you're going through fertility treatment? And the answer is that it really depends on where they are sourced from and who is prescribing them. I use them a lot in my practice, but I make sure that they are well-sourced and I have extensive training and experience to be prescribing them. So when we talk about well-sourced, I know that we don't want to be using herbs from China, but most of the herbs come from China. And we have worries about toxicity and chemicals, and this is totally a valid worry. Now, anyone that I'm sourcing from, the herbs have been checked thoroughly for any kind of pesticides or toxic residues. Um, So they are clear of residues that would be causing health issues. So although it would be ideal to be sourcing these herbs locally, like in the United States, for example, the reality is it's just most of them don't grow here. Uh, And they have a very established Chinese medicine industry in China. And that's just where most of the products come from. We have to be careful about the quality of the herbs that we're getting because it really does make a difference. And it is possible to come in contact with herbs that have higher residues of toxins and pesticides. So whoever you're getting them from, if you decide to venture off and do this, just make sure that you ask them uh, about the practices and certifications uh, because there are certifications that the herbs uh, do have to make them safe for consumption. We really want to be thinking about this when we're getting pregnant because toxic exposure can lead to issues in our own hormonal balance, but also for the fetus too. Let's also talk a little bit about why. Why would we consider doing Chinese herbs? They are super powerful and in fact more revered in China for the treatment of infertility than acupuncture itself. So why is acupuncture more popular? One reason is that many doctors are more comfortable with it because they aren't worried about it interfering with with their treatment negatively or affecting medications. Herbs have chemical constituents and active components just like pharmaceuticals. And so, you know, if somebody is prescribed a blood thinner and then you add a herb on top of it that causes blood thinning, then it might be too much, for example. Uh, If you have a person that is hypertensive, like has high blood pressure, and you give an herb that causes more increased blood pressure, that is not ideal either. So there are circumstances where it's less ideal to be prescribing certain herbs. There can also be, you know, if somebody is on insulin like a, or anti-diabetic drug and there are herbs that lower insulin and affect blood sugar, it might make the person hypoglycemic or lightheaded. So 
they're really powerful and they have very strong effects in the body. Whereas with acupuncture, acupuncture is really powerful too, but the effects can be a bit more fleeting and are less likely to interact with other medications. So it's totally valid that a doctor would not be as comfortable. There have also been a couple of studies to show that the consumption of certain herbs can um, cause hepatotoxicity. So affect the liver function or also affect the kidneys. Now, these are herbs that are specifically known to have toxins and ones that a qualified trained herbalist would know not to use on certain people and not to use in certain amounts and not to use long term. This is the danger of self-prescribing because a layperson wouldn't know these things. And this is why you also have to go with somebody who knows their stuff. But adverse reactions to Chinese herbs are unlikely um, if you're seeing somebody qualified, if the ingredients are well sourced, uh, and basically if they're you know not reacting with any other medications. Now, I see minor reactions happen with my patients as they're adjusting durable formulas. Like sometimes they could feel a little bit bloated or have a loose stool initially the day of, or maybe they notice their emotional state change a little bit and they become a little bit more weepy or angry temporarily. So it's not that, you know, even if they're prescribed correctly, that there isn't kind of like an adjustment period, but generally it's short and can be made better with adjusting the dose. Uh, but generally with Chinese herbs, because they are powerful, you'll know pretty quickly if they're working for you, if they're not. Another reason that they're, it's less used, Chinese herbs are less used than acupuncturists because it's pretty hard to find a qualified herbal doctor or an herbalist. Uh, there are more acupuncturists out there than there are herbalists because you can opt to do a acupuncture degree and not also do an herbal degree. But there's, there is the combined major where you can do a longer program and do the herbs also. Another reason is that names of Chinese herbal formulas, like for example, in pin, like pinyin, like wunjing tang or sou tang, they sound foreign and are hard to understand. And, and so people tend to gravitate towards something that they can understand. Totally reasonable. It's easier to trust, easier to wrap your mind around. Another reason is that if you drink the tea, you'll know that it's gross. I refer to it as junk juice in my practice. Uh, and the truth is that this junk juice packs a punch, but it also can be hard to get down. <laughs> and there is the risk of side effects. So more so than with acupuncture. So those are some of the reasons why there are less people taking Chinese herbs over acupuncture. And maybe people are more comfortable taking things like maca, um, you know, or ashwagandha or some of the uh, really popular adaptogens like reishi. Uh, but honestly, those have adverse effects too. So it, it you still want to make sure that you're getting the right herbs and the right formula for you. So now let's move on to why would you use them? Well, because they're super effective. Uh, if you Google research on Chinese herbs and infertility, you will find an abundance of evidence-based articles pop up to support their use. So here are some. Use of Chinese herbal medicine with clomiphene in a IUI or IVF cycle. So clomid, it can improve the effectiveness of clomid. Chinese herbal medicines have long been used for treatment of infertility. Numerous studies demonstrated that Chinese herbal medicine could regulate the gonadotropin-releasing hormone to induce ovulation and improve the uterus blood flow 
and menstrual changes of the endometrium. They can provide more successful pregnancy outcomes. It can improve pregnancy rates twofold within a four-month period. It might be able to prevent miscarriage. I've used it in a lot of cycles where there's been like a low uh, HCG and, and threatened miscarriage and or a uh, hematoma or something. And I've had a lot of success. We don't know if the pregnancy would have succeeded with or without the herbs, but they've been pregnancies that have sort of been, you know, dicey. And with the treatment of herbal medicine, they've often worked out well. So these are some of the things that pop up when you when you do the search. And I can tell you from my practice clinically that I've, I've seen this ring true. And I've been leaning on them more and more in my tougher cases. People are self-prescribing herbs a lot, but it can't really be done with Chinese medicine since the prescription is specific to you and often has to be modified according to how you are feeling and where you are in your fertility treatment. Like for example, I'm going to give a person a different formula leading up to an IVF cycle than when they're doing a retrieval than what I would give them if they were doing a transfer, like an implantation, than if they're doing natural fertility, and if they uh, are already pregnant and we need to nurture the pregnancy because the HCG is low and it's kind of behind in development. All those formulas are different for all of the people. So how do you know if it's a good idea to try? If you aren't getting pregnant, despite many efforts, so you're timing your cycle right, you've tried acupuncture, vitamins, dietary changes, maybe even you've done IVF or a bunch of IVF and it's failing, then you might think about trying out the yucky juice. Uh, Capsules are also available if the taste just isn't tolerable. Uh, If you want somebody locally, then you can ask your network if there is anybody they can recommend. Because I can tell you to sort of like go and search the national database of registered acupuncturists, but it's not going to tell you whether they're good at it. So you can look on, for fertility, you can look at aborm.org and that lists people in my network that are well-trained in Chinese medicine for fertility treatment. And they'll list it in your area to see if there's anybody local. And then you can ask them if you call, you know, how good they are with prescription of Chinese herbs. I see people all over the world for herbs. So if you need help and you don't have anybody locally, you can always reach out to, to us at the Naturna Institute in New York. We see people for the following, failed implantation, poor follicular development, miscarriage, lack of ovulation, amenorrhea, which is when you don't get your period or ovulate, um, perimenopause and menopause. PCOS, premature ovarian failure, hormonal imbalances like PMS or PMDD, stress and anxiety, bloating, weight gain, digestive issues, IVF failures, painful periods, really all woman stuff. We treat all of that. And then we also, we treat mental and emotional stuff and digestive issues, autoimmune disorders. Um, But we are very adept in prescribing herbs for women trying to get pregnant either naturally or via IVF. If you were to try herbs, here's what to expect. You do a consult or you fill out a questionnaire. Myself or another qualified person writes the formula and sends it to the herbal pharmacy. They put together the prescription and send it to you. So it's customized just for you. You take the first week or two and then report back about how you're doing. Then we modify the formula or keep it the same depending on what's happening with your cycle and what you report. So we definitely make it work for you and customize it to you. And another thing that's really great about trying them is that you often feel like stronger 
emotionally, physically, like more energy, more clarity. So it's a pretty quick turnaround of knowing that these are contributing to a greater state of wellness. The mystery is how, you know, what's going on with your fertility, but generally I, depending on the case, like I could see somebody get pregnant the first month they start herbs, or, you know, if we're working on a deeper egg quality issue, maybe it'll take a few months. It's hard to say, uh, sometimes with implantation failure, it's just a couple weeks of taking herbs and, and the issue is fixed enough for, to have a successful pregnancy. It's hard to say until we know more about you, but uh, I will say this, for tricky cases, herbs are really powerful and effective when they're prescribed correctly. So if you're struggling and you feel like you've tried everything, then this might be something to consider. Reach out to us anytime at the Naturna Institute, info at naturnalife.com. You can check out our website www.naternalife.com or you can DM us at our Instagram at naterna underscore life and we'd be happy to help. All right. See you next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.